Sometimes life just sucks, and sometimes it freaking rocks. We will discuss all the things from family and real estate to travel and just life in general. So take a seat or don't, you do you, and welcome to the Lumbadass Podcast. Um, so Connor, hmm. welcome officially to the Lumbadass Podcast. Thank you. You are an honorary Lumbadass because one, you are my offspring. So this, my friends, is my 16-year-old son who I love. He's the best. Um, he is third in the lineup, but we've always referred to you as the middle child. Yes. Why do you... I mean, I guess out of the younger three, you're the middle, but you're really not the middle. Because uh, Jacob's really, like, I don't want to say he's old, but he is 24. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so before we started filming this, Connor was talking about how old people are on Twitch. We were talking about Twitch. And I was like, wait, 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 what's old? And he was like, oh, well, I don't mean old. I just mean older. And I'm like, no, I'm not offended. Like, are we talking 80-year-olds? Are we talking 40-year-olds? And he's like, yeah, probably like 20-year-olds. I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> Um, so I am so glad that you're joining me today. I think that you are a wealth of knowledge. You have helped my business like in the realm of social media because I feel like you know the new stuff that's coming in. Like I'm old, right? Compared to like all the new stuff that's constantly coming out. So like Facebook and Instagram, I've got it dialed in, but it comes to TikTok and I'm just I'm just not a fan. So you are so great at like mom make this public, make this private and then make it public again or something. And you're going to my views and all these things. So I totally appreciate you. Um, with that said, though, I kind of want to pick your brain about having a working mom. So I had a working mom, you know, Grammy and Papa worked with when I was growing up constantly. Um, and I am home probably like a 1000% more than they were. So I guess what is your take on having a working mom? Actually, before I even ask you that, do you remember when I was a stay at home mom? Yes. You do remember me staying home? Yeah. Okay, because I got my real estate license when I was pregnant with you. So I've had my real estate license for 17 years, Connor 16. Um, and I actually did my first deal when I was pregnant with him. Do you know, by the way, that the first house that I sold, they bought me a coach diaper bag? No. Isn't that nice? Yeah. It was so nice. It was beautiful too. And she got me a brown one and it was absolutely gorgeous. And um, she was family friends with um, dad's family. So it kind of all worked out. But um, so you do remember me being a stay-at-home mom. So what do you remember about me being a stay-at-home mom? Um, you being a stay-at-home mom, me personally, I don't remember. I oh. remember Carson and I uh-huh. being upstairs and then you calling us down. And we had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with Doritos. So great. Yeah. Yeah, that's the meal that every child loves. Best pool food. Best pool food. That is for sure. Even now, I think a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is bomb. Okay, so back to my original question then. What is it like having a working mom? Like, I want to know the good, the bad, the ugly. And I will tell you, it is a little different having me as a working mom, right? Because I don't work nine to five. You're not You're not a nine to five, which is what I was going to comment on. Because when I used to work at SC Village, mm-hmm. um, if I were to compare that to somebody else who was working the same amount of hours that I would, I left uh, I left the house at 8.30, got there at 8.45, and then I didn't get back home till around 6. And if I were to compare that to somebody who is 6 or 7, who has a mom who's not at home, I mean, I feel like it's completely different because you being a real estate agent, you create your own hours. So you go out and you can come back at, I don't know, 12, let's say you leave the house at 8, you come back at around 12 or 11, and you're with us the whole day. Mm-hmm. Or you're with us for about three hours, and then you leave again. So you can come back, you can take us out to lunch, and then you can take us back home and go do what you need to do, which is where some moms, where they work 9 to 5, they're at their work all the time, and then they come home, make dinner, and go to bed. 
Right. So they don't have that quality time unless they stay up during the time that they should be like sleeping. I don't really want to say sleeping, but the time of their free time. Sure. Well, and I do think too that like a lot of working moms, so there's this thing, um, and you've probably heard about it, it's called mom guilt, right? Like where we feel guilty. And and here's the do dads have that too, Billy? Dads have dad guilt? Okay. It makes perfect sense to me, like for sure. So if I feel like I'm giving too much attention to work, right? Then it's like, oh, well, I'm not giving over here to my kids. And then, you know, we go to have a Sue and spend the weekend and I only went on my computer three or four times or I only posted six or seven times. I feel like, oh, well, shoot, I didn't give enough over here. And then I feel bad for giving over here because I didn't spend enough time with you guys. So I have to tell you, it's, it's hard. It's like a real big balancing act. I mean, you do, I, you do a pretty good job with it, at least, I think, because when you're gone, you're gone, you're at work, you're present at work, which I think is a good thing, mm-hmm. because you're putting 100% into your work, sure. so you're creating good relationship outside of the house. When you come back and you're in the house, you're there, sometimes you're on your phone and you're doing work, but it's not like all the time. So it was funny. Carson said something. Carson's my 14 year old. So he's the baby of the family. I had picked him up from school when school was in session and he gets in the car and he was real quiet. And I said, what's the matter? And he goes, oh, nothing. I thought you were on the phone. You're not on the phone. And I said, no. And he goes, oh, well, and he starts talking and telling me his whole day, which normally is what he does like when he gets home. And I'm telling you right now in that moment, I felt like this big. I was like, oh. I'm usually on my phone and he feels like he can't talk to me on the way home. So it does make me feel bad. But then, you know, when I'm sitting here and my phone's blowing up and I'm with you guys and we're doing something, it's really difficult to not get back to somebody right away because I feel like if I just did it really quickly, then we could move forward and we can move on. And I find myself really struggling sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Well, I mean, it's like when you come home and you got that, you got to do something and then you just keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then it's time for you to present what you did and you didn't do it. It's like with homework, you know, you get home and you, it's so easy to do it or it's, you don't want to do it then, but it's easier to do it then. So then you don't have to worry about it later, Right. but there's better things that you could do then than do that. And for those of you who are just listening and not watching this podcast, Connor used air quotes when he said better. So, and I get what you mean, like whether it's playing video games or being on social media or whatever it is, instead if you were to just do the work and get it done. That's very eye-opening. So what do you think is the worst thing about having a working mom? And what do you think is the best thing about having a working mom? Um, the best thing is like when you're not home, I throw massive ragers. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) if I'm not home, usually dad is though. Yeah. Dad's always home. He's, he's never home. Like the only time he's never home is on Monday. And even then he just comes back at around 12. That's true. But you also side note people, we literally live down the street from my mom and dad. So this house popped up for sale in 2016. Um, my parents walked down for dinner my kids in fact Carson last night was like hey I'm going to Grammy and Papa's I'll be right back leaves out the back door and then he comes right back when he's done having dessert so it's not like my kids could throw a massive party and nobody would notice because when you idiots were lighting off fireworks in the center oh it wasn't fireworks when you guys were lighting off the potato gun in the middle of the street I got a call from the neighbor yeah you're laughing Billy just wait the your boys are going to do the craziest shit too and She's like, your boys are lighting off fireworks. And so I called Jared and I'm like, which one of you idiots is lighting off fireworks? We're not. We're not lighting off fireworks. I'm like, no. What is it that you're doing then? We weren't shooting potatoes either. We were shooting lemons because we didn't have potatoes. That is so ridiculous. And then Jared burnt his arm. It was a hot mess. So anyways, I'm sorry. So the best part about me being having a working mom is? 
Um, really, the best part about having a working mom is there really is no pro and there is no con to it. Okay, interesting. Because I, I, I would like to think if I were somebody else, right, mm-hmm. so I was in a different family and mm-hmm. I had both parents working, I'm still going to get the same amount of time with them as I would with you. Of course not that immediate middle time that we would have that during the day that comes with being a real estate agent sure but i feel like if it was the same personality as you and dad different family it would still be the same amount of time that we would have spent together so there's no really pros or cons of having a working mom i mean besides looking at it from a money standpoint i mean that's not something i would have to worry about but something like mom and dad would have to worry about there's more money in the pocket so there's more money like to spend on us or go on vacations or to just be more financially stable. That's the only pro I could think of. And there's no real cons to having another working mom. Okay. That's very interesting. So you don't feel like I wasn't there or any of that stuff? No. This is really just to make me not feel guilty for working so much. <laughs> no, because I do feel like, especially when you guys were little um, and I stayed home with you guys, because I stayed, I was a stay-at-home mom pretty much until... Carson, the baby, went to school full-time. And then once he was in school full-time, like business just really picked up for me. And it was a great opportunity for me to sit here and make some extra money and, you know, help the family out and stuff like that too, for sure. And start building, um, you know, generational wealth, so to speak, by investing in properties and other things to teach you guys about and one day pass down to you. Um, But, you know, you always have those things in the back of your mind that you feel like you missed out on and stuff like that. But as a kid, you don't, you don't feel that way? No. Okay. Well, good. Then I'm not going to feel guilty for working the crazy amount of hours that I do. Because I do feel like I do work a lot. But I do also feel like you're right that it does get balanced with the family vacations and the things like that too. Mm. Good deal. Okay. The other thing that I want to talk about now that my mom guilt is fully gone. So thank you for the ego boost. I appreciate that. Um, I kind of want to talk about high school because I feel like high school is so much different than when I was there. And I remember my parents telling me, oh, you know, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, and it sounded like it was so freaking long ago, but telling you now that I'm in these shoes, high school does not feel like it was that long ago. And I don't know if it has to do with having social media, so I get to see people that I went to high school with, you know, still, or if it's just because I'm I'm naive and in denial that I'm really 40 years old. Um, but something you said to me one time really stands out. And you told me, Mom, had I known high school was going to be this much fun, I would have been even more excited to go. And you entered high school, in my opinion, in a very different era than anybody else did because junior high was primarily spent at home because of COVID. Everything was locked down. So you kind of missed the awkward years, if you will, of Um, junior high and kind of went straight into high school. So I guess the question that I have is, how do you think school is different now than from the stories that I've told you of when I was in high school? Social media. Social media has the I think plays the biggest part in high school because there's pictures that can be taken and Mm -hmm. sent around in five seconds. So So you think it's a bad thing? I think it's it's a double edged sword. Okay. Um, Why is it a good thing? Or how is it a good thing? How is it a good thing? Because it can promote good things that happen at and around campus. Okay. But it's also a bad thing because like, I know, for instance, one of my close friends, um, he was at church and mm-hmm. he was talking with some girl while also talking with three other girls. Oh, lovely. And, and at church nonetheless. And um, somebody took a picture of them together 
and they were praying, they were holding hands, and um, all the three girls that he was talking to, they just left. Huh. Well, so, I mean, good on them, but at the same time, you know, like that's my boy, so I don't want <laughs> that to happen. But it did happen, and I feel like that's a that's like a good, but also a bad thing because like if that if I was one of those three girls, or you know, let's sure. say a girl was doing that with a guy and I was one of those three guys, I wouldn't want to hang out with her anymore. So like, that's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Right. So how is it, because I know, um, you know, on social media and stuff like that, everything's altered. We have all these filters and we have all that stuff. So do boys or do men feel, teenagers um, feel the need to like do the same thing that the girls do? Like who do you think social media affects more, boys or girls? Girls. And how so? Girls care more about their social image than guys do. Interesting. Um, Just across the board, you think? Yeah. I can tell you right now. I can go on any TikTok uh-huh. that any girl has posted. Don't use names. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> on names. But you click on the comments and you scroll through the comments. Doesn't matter what she looks like. Doesn't matter who she's friends with. There will be 10, 15 girls in there saying, beautiful, gorgeous, like, you slayed this, like, whatever. And it's all positive comments, whereas a guy would post something, mm-hmm. and there'd be nothing in there. Mm. And I think it has to do a lot with how girls were raised on positive comments compared to guys. Because guys, we don't really get um, complimented, or we don't really get anything. Uh, like, when we meet up with guys, we don't really tell each other, like, oh, I love you, bro. Right, right. You see a girl, girls run up to each other, they hug you, you're my bestie, you're my for life or whatever, da 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 mm-hmm. and then they get in one fight and it's over. That is true because we've actually talked about this because girls get into a fight and it's just like, I'm done with you. Where guys get into a fight and you guys are homies like two seconds later, you guys like hash it out, box it out, do whatever it is that you guys do and then you guys are cool. So does that like, I mean... That is so mind blowing to me, first of all, (laughs) because if somebody's going to come at me, I'm going to be like, thanks, sis. We're good. You don't ever have to come around me ever again. And you guys are like, yeah, we got in a fight, you know, two years ago. He beat the crap out of me, broke my nose, but we're cool now. Like, I would never be cool with somebody who broke my nose like ever. So I don't understand how that's how that's even a thing. I don't know how it's a thing. But for me personally, um, you know, JFK said forgive your enemies but remember their names oh I didn't know he said that so well the way I take that quote is you know you should always know who doesn't like you sure right yep and then if they come back to you and they're like hey we should hang out you should forgive them right you should Mm -hmm. love them Mm -hmm. but you should always remember what they did beforehand so you should be cautious of it so if they do it again then that's when you like cut that tie. Or you see patterns that are leading up because history has a tend to repeat itself. Yeah, for sure. So if you're hanging out with one person and there's been accounts of this one person going into friend groups and mm-hmm. absolutely destroying friend groups, then you should be, you know, cautious of him destroying your friend group if he walks up and is like, hey, you want to hang out? You know, that's how it is in high school. Because like I know of some kids that they hang out with older kids, right? So mm-hmm. like freshmen, they will hang out with seniors and then the seniors will leave and the freshmen have no nobody to hang out with because they burnt all the bridges with all their freshman friends. Oh. So then they'll go and they'll try and find new groups, but they don't really hang out with those new groups. So then they just slowly turn against each other. It's weird. That is so bizarre. Something you said really, oh, sorry. Something you said really sparked my interest. Um, you said that boys don't get complimented as much as girls do. And I never thought of that until right now. That's so true. Like, 
people always tell me, oh my gosh, I love your energy. Oh my gosh, you're you're beautiful. You're the best. And I feed off of that. Like I let you tell me how great I am. That is 100% a love language. I did laundry for you boys this morning. Um, in between, I left the house at what? 8.30 and to head to work. And I had done like two loads of laundry already. And it was either you or Carson came in and were like, oh, thanks so much for doing my laundry, mom. Like that warms my soul. But and I tell you, oh my gosh, you're so handsome. I just love you and stuff like that. But you're right. I've never heard your guy friends tell you. And by the way, my kids' friends are at our house all the time. So I, I see you. I hang out with your friends. I mean, I don't hang out with them, but I'm around your friends a lot and stuff like that. And you guys don't pay compliments to one another. Do you think that that's just a sign of the difference between girls and boys, men and women? I I would say yes. And do you think that girls need it more because they grow up with that? Like from, you know, even as little girls, oh, you're such a pretty little girl. Like, I don't remember anybody coming up to you guys when you were little. I mean, they would say how cute you were and stuff when you guys were babies. But even as toddlers and stuff, like, it's not like so much attention was paid to the way you looked per se. I wouldn't, it's not the attention. It's, I feel... I feel it started like from very early, like early, early, early on. So yeah. then it's like, let's say grandma, grandma, right? Grandma uh-huh. has a kid. Grandma uh-huh. always tells this kid this and that, this and that. This friend goes and tells this other friend this and that, this and that, because that's what that grandma told her. So then it just spreads. Oh. Right? With guys, guys, we don't really like. We grandma don't, doesn't tell. Grandma doesn't tell the guy, hey, this and that, this and that, this and that. What do you mean? Okay, when you say this and that, what do you what do you mean? Well, I mean like, oh, you're so handsome. I love you. Like, like. Uh, you're the most beautiful person ever. Like a guy is, if you ask any guy in the street, I guarantee you there's nobody in their life that has ever told them you're the most beautiful person ever. You go ask a girl that, eight different girls have told them that. Or, or, or their, guys. Or, or, their, or their guys have told them parents, that. Or their grandparents or their, like, it's just, it's, I feel like a difference between, it's like. Gender roles. Yeah. Very interesting. That's so mind blowing to me. I never would have even, I never would have even thought about that. But that's so true. But I do call you handsome all the time. No. Especially when you're walking by the pool. But it's different because you're my mom. That's true. But you also don't have an issue with body image, I don't think. No. And I don't think that you have an issue with confidence either. So it makes me kind of wonder if that is something that men need just as much as women, but at a different level. What I mean by that is like, I don't have to sit here and tell you how beautiful you are, but telling you that you're handsome or telling you every time you jump in that pool to go play polo, what do I tell you? Don't suck. Don't suck. Like, you know, I don't tell you, come on, honey, you need to do good. No, I'm like, come on, don't suck. And now all the boys on the water polo team expect me to tell you, hey, don't suck. You better, you know, bust your ass when you're in that pool. So maybe it's just a difference in how we approach it because you're a guy. So I think a lot, what has to do with that is I know guys that do have that problem, right? You do? Yes. What kind of problem are you talking about? Like body image issues and stuff? Yeah. Okay. just don't ever go out and say that they have that problem. So I think it has to do a lot with um, guys, especially their dads. Uh, Like I've never seen dad cry. Oh, very interesting. So I've I've only seen him cry probably like once or twice. And you're his wife. Yeah. So you got to think like they don't really cry. So like showing emotion is like a big no-no. I think it's a sign that, excuse my French, you're a pussy. Yeah. So I think one of the reasons that I don't have that, um, lack of confidence is be- like especially with my shirt off because I know plenty of people that are like I can't take my shirt off in front of people like it's just bad because like I I work out like I choose to 
be comfortable around people because I work to be comfortable around people, if that makes sense. Yes, you put in the work and so, and it pays off. And so you being the only person in a Speedo in two weeks ago's tournament when everybody else is clothed, I'm like, why is my kid the only one in the Speedo by the pool deck? It's just a level of confidence that you carry. And I'm grateful, by the way, that you have that level of confidence. And I'm very proud of you for working hard to, you know, keep that mindset because I do think that you're right. I do think that there are guys out there that have body image issues. And again, I think it circles back to social media. Like you see these guys with these six pack abs and stuff like that. And, you know, they went from this to this and you're not seeing the hard work that they put in to get there. And, you know, that's kind of, that's a hundred percent of where, um, that all lies, right? Like where they, where the work is, people don't want to put in the work to get to where they need to get to. That's that's one of that's one of the other things because like you see girls on Instagram, right? You mm-hmm. you guys guys can body type very different. We can change our body. Right? Yes, you can go from fat to really skinny six pack abs, big chest to really skinny six pack abs to really fat. Very quick, men can. You're saying? Yeah, I mean, women can do the same thing, but with women, guys don't look at how fitness. They look at if they have big boobs or big butt. Right? It's very. You can't change that. That's all genetics. You can't. You mean you think that that's because you're a man? That's just what you're more interested in. N- no, I I I see it as women. Um, Women tend to have, want big boobs and big butt because they want men to look at them oh. like that, right? Yes. But they can't control that. The only way they can control that is with plastic, plastic surgery. surgery. I sure. mean, if a guy wants to get fit, he can choose not to eat as much, eat in caloric deficit, mm. he can work out, he can do push-ups. Women can't really do that. I mean, they can, and they can build their bodies, but they're well, never they, going to look like a man. Never, they're never going to look like how, what a man would want, if that makes sense. What, what a man would want for himself. Yes. Understood. Okay, yes, that makes that makes total sense. And we're just built differently, but that's kind of the beauty of it, right? Like, God made us different so that, you know, we can pick up each other's faults, right? Yeah. Okay, I kind of like that. I also think, and this is just the last thing, those people are really loud outside. <laughs> Hot damn. Well, welcome to the podcast, people. Um, I also think that it's more socially acceptable for men to be bigger than women. If I had a beer belly like dad does, and to me, by the way, Sweetie Pie is the most handsomest man ever in the world. I love him more than anything. Beer belly and all. But if I had a beer belly like that, it would be frowned upon. People would be like, bro, what's up with your mom? (laughs) Like, what the hell? But when people see dad, they don't even think twice about it. So I think it's also more socially acceptable for men to look differently, body issue images, body image issues or not. I still think that it's more socially acceptable for men to be bigger than women anyways. So 100%. That's crazy. Connor, thank you so much for joining me today. Would you come back? Yeah. This was fun, right? Yeah. I really love this open conversation and I'm so proud of you. You make me so proud. Um, I mean, you definitely screw up because you're a 16 year old kid, but I love your face, and I'm so glad that you're mine. So thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome, my love. 8 a.m. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was like, get up. Do you want to go be on my podcast? Dude, you were like, get up. And I was like, you want me to do what? Go on a puck? Yeah. I went back to sleep, and then I woke up and went on my phone. <laughs> no, Billy, he was literally like, so what time do I need to be up? And I'm like, it's not till later, like not till 1.30. And he was like, okay. And then I went to say goodbye to him when I left, and he was like, <clears throat> passed out still. So I love you. Thanks, Connor. Love you too, Mom. <laughs>